This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And it feels like it's been a while since we delivered good news. Are you excited? Are you Uh, relieved? I have the nickname of the Grim Reaper around (laughs) Arizona circles. Because Alabama transfer Jaden Bradley committed today. To Arizona, thus cementing Tommy Lloyd's not uh, being a bad recruiter status as of last week or two because of the whole Ryan Nemhard thing. The long national nightmare is over, Shelby. It's over. Ding We're back. Dong. Arizona is back. Tommy Lloyd pulled a rabbit out of the hat. We're very excited. So, how did this entire situation play out? Well, uh, obviously, I think it kind of goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway, is... Um, Jaden Bradley doesn't come to Arizona if Ryan Emhard uh, does. You're not landing both those guys. And once Ryan Emhard decided uh, to go to Gonzaga, Arizona shifted very quickly. Pivot. Pivoted. Pivot, as Ross would say. Um, despite Arizona fans' belief that Tommy Lloyd simply went to the pickleball courts. Pickleball. And hashed it out. Uh, that's not what happened. He actually went to work and figured out the next best thing, which in this case was Jaden Bradley. There were other schools that um, were involved as well. NC State was aggressive. Memphis was aggressive. And Texas A&M, even though it wasn't getting mentioned by anyone for whatever reason, but Texas A&M actually had an in-home with Jaden Bradley and recruited him seriously as well. Um, the biggest factor here, believe it or not, was not NIL money. I'm not saying that NAL wasn't involved because it's always involved. But the biggest factor here was that there was a long-standing relationship between Tommy Lloyd and the coaching staff and Jaden Bradley to the point where Arizona basically called Jaden Bradley and his father and said, look, you know, let, let us, we're going to come do an in-home. Let's talk about it. Let's make our pitch, whatever. And Jaden Bradley's dad said, no, no need. I know your pitch. I know your coaching staff. We're going to listen to some other ones, and then we'll make a decision. And, you know, usually sometimes when you hear that, you're like, oh, crap, the interest isn't real. But Jaden Bradley and his father were basically like, nope, the the interest is real. We're going to hear the pitch. We know your pitch. We're going to have conversations with you, but we know you. And he made the decision earlier on Wednesday morning to call the coaching staff and commit to Arizona. Um, Arizona had a feeling that it was very much in the running 
this past weekend. Knew that he was going to kind of decide. He actually, I think it was Monday. If not, it was Sunday. I'm pretty sure it was Monday, but he actually moved his stuff out of Alabama. And so they figured when you're moving at your stuff away from your college, you're close to a decision. Um, so Arizona was able to land him. And, uh, and that's that, Shelby. That's the dealio. Okay. Um, well, that's done. Chapter closed, starting the new one. What are your expectations for Bradley? Yeah, so, you know, Arizona, the, the coaching staff is actually pretty excited about him. Um, you know, they, they clearly believed in him coming out of high school. He was very highly rated for a reason. They believe that he works with Kylan Boswell. Um, well, <laughs> he works with Kylan Boswell very well. Um, look, he's he's not the best shooter at all. We'll get to that in a bit. But I think my number one expectation is I, I think he's going to take a jump forward. I, I think that Alabama wasn't necessarily the best fit for him, shooting a lot of threes, running gun. And it's not that he can't do that. Um, you also got to keep in mind that there are some distractions with that team clearly this past season that I think eventually caught up to Alabama and he needed a, a change of scenery. But, you know, I expect him to be a nice a nice piece. He's going to start. I'm I'm 100% confident that Jaden Bradley is going to start next to Boswell. I think that defensively, um, you know, he's going to be very good right away. I think, you know, offensively, he kind of is what he is. He's not going to be a great shooter, but, um, you know, he gets to the line or at least draws fouls at a high rate. And the, the coaching staff believes that, you know, he's he's going to come in and be a contributor right away. I, I don't think it's out of the question to think that he'll have a similar impact to Courtney Ramey. I don't think it's out of the question that he'll have a bigger impact than Courtney Ramey, because I think he's better at getting to the basket than Ramey ever was. Ramey basically at Arizona turned into a, just a flat-out jump shooter. Um, you know, Bradley is is a guy that can, you know, he's not going to probably shoot it or have the range as Ramey, but he's very clearly better at getting to the basket, and he's probably a better defender, longer, athletic, and, and so that's the type of guy that, that Arizona feels will kind of take it to the next step. So my expectations for Bradley is, I, I don't think he's a bust. I know he struggled a little bit as a freshman at Alabama, but um, I think it's okay if people think that he's going to take a jump and, and be a legitimately good player right away. Excellent. Uh, what are some concerns, and how do they weigh against the positives? Shelby and I are a little tired. We played some tennis with the young one. We're tired. Phew. We, we ran How long was it? An hour. Yeah, we played an hour of tennis. Yeah. With Bay, who's our kid's coach. Yeah. But, you know, he Breeze. makes us play too. Yeah. So, yay. Um, what was I saying? Yes. So the biggest concern is his shooting ability. It's, it's not there. Um, does that mean that he can't eventually get there? No. I mean, you don't want to give up on a kid that is a good kid and all that. And, by the way, I want to emphasize that. Jaden Bradley is a, is a great kid. Everyone around him likes him and all that. Um, he's not a very good shooter. That is clearly the biggest concern. But when you take that and you weigh it against his positives, there's also very clearly more positives than negative. If I say he's not a great shooter, but he can get to the basket, he can create for himself, he can draw fouls, he's a good defender, you're going to say to yourself, okay, I'm cool with him not being able to shoot it all that great. Ideally, Arizona comes and brings in shooters surrounding him. Kylan Boswell continues to shoot the ball. 
pretty well or takes a step in, another step in a positive direction in that regard. Bradley, you know, improves a little bit with his shooting. But, you know, the biggest concern is is that you have, you know, a, a backcourt that isn't necessarily consisting of two great shooters and how are they work and feed off each other. Maybe that's a bit of a question. But, again, when you weigh it against the positives, there's there's very clearly more positives than negatives for Bradley. Okay. And... Where does Arizona go from here with the transfer portal and finalizing the roster? Nowhere, Shell. No. Tommy Lloyd isn't doing anything. He's playing pickleball, though. Right. Um, So we all know about the two international players. If you don't, um, join wildcatauthority.com. But, you know, the two international players are are very, very likely to come. At this point, it'd probably have to fall apart. Uh, Arizona will very likely look to bring another guard for depth. Um, you know, they don't have another true guard if Jaden Bradley or, or Kylan Boswell get a foul trouble. The good thing is you can move, you know, if, if Boswell's a point at the time and gets in foul trouble, Bradley can handle it, vice versa, all that. That's great stuff, but you still need a guard off the bench, and Arizona doesn't really have it. You can't really... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello everyone, it's Mike Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search... The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meats. Count on KJ Lewis to be that guy, and he's kind of more of a, a small forward, in my opinion, anyway. And then you're still looking at a four-man, right? Like, even if the international guy can play the four, you probably still need another four to to help you kind of offset the loss of Azulis Tubelis because um, it is very clear at this point the coaching staff does not expect Azulis to come back. It would be a major, major surprise. They are basically recruiting as if, actually not basically, they are recruiting as if he is gone. So I would expect Arizona to bring in another guard, um, a four-man that maybe could play some three, some versatility there, athleticism. But um, yeah, I, I think those are probably the uh, the two priorities right now. Sounds good. All right. And... Is it possible to replace the production of Azulis Tubelis? Yeah, no. I mean, look, guys, he, he averaged 20 and 10. I mean, he averaged a double-double. He's he's one of the very few players in Pac-12 history to go out and do that. You're not going to replace a guy with that production. You're not bringing in, you know, there's, there's how many bigs in the country that average 20 and 10. Um, and if you are thinking of bringing in a guy that averaged 20 and 10, you better have the money to pay for that guy. Like, I'm sure, you know, I know Texas has reached out to Drew Timmy. There's a rumor about that. Uh, I don't think it happens, but Texas is willing to pay stupid money in order to make that happen, I'm, I'm sure. Um, is it possible to replace production? No, but what you do is you upgrade. So you say to yourself, okay, 
I think Kylan Boswell is worth more points and assists than Kirk Kreese. I think Jaden Bradley can get me another bucket or create more points than Courtney Rainey. I think Umar Balo is going to take a step forward. I think we're going to have more depth overall this season than we did last season because last season we had no depth. I think Henry Vesar's scoring output is going to increase. I think Pella Larson is going to average three or four more points a game. And before you know it, yeah, you didn't bring in a guy that's averaging 20 and 10, but you upped in other areas. We're better defensively too. We're giving up less points. So we may not have a four-man that's scoring 20 points, but we also don't have a four-man that's given up 20 points as well. You know what I mean? And so um, that's just kind of how you approach it. You don't approach it as saying, we're going to bring in one guy to replace Azulis. It's not realistic. You approach it and say, okay, we're going to bring in more depth, athleticism, defense, and then go from there. And hopefully we're able to replace that production and it kind of combine it in other areas. We're playing chess here, not checkers, Jason. I like Chinese checkers. Um, Chinese checkers. You know, I've never... Okay. Sorry, we're going to pause for your Starbucks <laughs> sip. What the hell? Anyway. That's my venti coffee at, at 1020, venti guys. Venti coffee at 1020. This is why you went to bed at 2 last night? Wildcat Authority never sleeps, Shelby. That's right. I, I mean, I went to bed, but... Um, I was going to say, I've never played backgammon before. I don't understand That's good, because we don't have the money to play backgammon. Like, you could probably play backgammon. Anyway, um, what so about Pai Gao? Pai Gao, I don't know. Have you played Pai Gao? I haven't. I can, I can play when chess we go to Vegas, and checkers. We'll play some Pai Gao. Um, Craps. Well, you play that. I don't really gamble very much, but yeah, except I, penny slots, max bet. Anyway, well, um, you did go to EYBL. That was uh, well-known news. EYBL was in Phoenix. It was actually in Mesa this past weekend. They call it weekend. Phoenix. EYBL Phoenix, Shelby. Well, it was. I'm sure people. Can I just say, by the way, that it's funny that like the day after EYBL, the facility announced that the owner went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this facility is insane, though. I I've just, never seen anything like I've, it. I've heard rumors the facility's insane, but the operations were never up to. Well, yeah, because it's par, the size of a city. Clearly. Uh, I'm just going to start the question again. Yeah. Do you want to take a sip of your Starbucks? Sure. I got this. Let's do it. There we go. All right. (sighs) I hope people are listening to this in their cars and they're just rolling laughing because I don't know what the other reaction is to you just doing that live on a podcast. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to start the question. Yeah, go ahead. You better not. (laughs) Go ahead. You went to EYBL Phoenix this past weekend. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, you are done. There's nothing in there. There's a little bit. Left. Okay. Uh, you went to, to EYBL this past weekend. What were your takeaways from the Arizona commits, Jamari Phillips and Carter Bryant? Well, I wrote it on wildcatauthority.com, Shelby. And Please did, make sure Twitter. you subscribe to wildcatauthority.com. Um, so twofold, we'll start with Jamari. Uh, I am not exaggerating or being biased when I tell you he was the best player I saw the entire weekend. His numbers back it up. He was like 17 of 28 from three. He shot 62% from the field. He made NBA threes like they were layups. He defended well. He had dunks, steals, rebounds. I mean, it was stupid. Didn't turn the ball over. Um, I, um, I threatened Derek Bossy with violence if he doesn't go up in the rankings. I think we need to talk about Jamari Phillips as being a very real and legitimate McDonald's All-American candidate. I know I talk to people that have a vote. I don't have a vote, even though I eat McDonald's. 
Um, but um, he, he's absolutely going to be in the discussion. I, I think he has a very legitimate case. Um, Carter Bryan had a different type of weekend. Uh, I think that one thing, and, and you know, I, like I said, I expect Jamar to move up. I expect Carter to move down. I think four in the rankings is probably too high, only because he's much more raw than other type of players in, in the sense where he can probably get stronger. He needs to get more aggressive. The tools and the potential are there in spades. I mean, he has it all in that regard. The production just hasn't caught up yet, right? The potential hasn't caught up to production. And like I've said before, and I think I said this when discussing Carter before, there's not all five stars are created the same. There's five stars that are going to go out like a Brandon Miller type, you know, go out, dominate, go to the NBA after one year, be good right away. Then there's the five stars that they could leave after one year, but maybe they do two years. Maybe they take a year in the NBA or so. And before you know it, they're great out of nowhere, right? Or not out of nowhere, but it, it takes some time and then they're good. I think that's Carter Bryant. You know, I, I think he can make an impact as a freshman, but, you know, that impact is, is probably going to go down the road. And again, he's 2024, so we, we don't know how he'll develop and how much he'll grow and all that. And he's still a great prospect. I just think that there's learning and growing to do in his game as opposed to Jamari, who's probably a little more developed and ready to contribute. So it's actually not a bad thing that you have two guys like that. Um, and I, and I don't want to, I'm not dissing Carter Bryant. Like, let's be very clear. He has five star potential and all that. It's just a matter of maybe he's not going to come in and average, you know, 15 and eight right away. He might get there in college, but he's just not going to do it as a freshman right out the gate. He's a cookie still baking in the oven. He's just not done yet. Okay. Well, then hopefully he doesn't burn. I don't... It was just an analogy to show he's not ready yet. Got it. Thanks, hon. There you go. Um, anybody else stand out to you? Yeah. So there, uh, Carmelo. I was, was going to say, you sat next to someone. Uh, Carmelo was next to me. I almost gave him a hug. Yeah. But I decided against it. You decided um, to be a reporter and be professional? Yeah. Um, I was going to just start dissing coaches, but I'm not going to do it. Some coaches, like Eric Musselman, very short. Jared Haas, uh, apparently stress eater. You know, but I think you're talking about players. I was more talking about players. Right. Um, I watched the, this is for the Tommy Lloyd doesn't recruit, right? Um, there were multiple times that we watched the AZ Unity 16 team that has three players that are in the class of 2026. Brandon McCoy had to sit out this past year for Bosco. He is a freak. He's going to have offers from probably everyone. Um, I can see that recruitment becoming a circus because of that. Cameron Holmes is the brother of Deron Holmes. I am confident in saying Arizona will offer. I don't know when that's coming, but Arizona will offer him. I feel good about saying that. Great kid, great family, does a little bit of everything. Probably needs to improve a little bit defensively and on the glass. But the good thing is when you talk to him and you say, what do you want to improve on? He says defensively and on the glass. So, like, he knows. He's very self-aware. Right. And then um, Elijah Williams, who's the son of Phoenix Suns coach Monty Williams, he is very likely, actually, I'm just going to say, he's going to get an offer. Clear relationship with the Arizona coaching staff. Uh, Ricky Foy, who was on the Suns staff with Monty, clearly knows the kid. So uh, those are the guys that stood out. To me, that um, that if I was Arizona, uh, I would probably offer the three. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they don't offer McCoy just because they don't want to get involved in that type of recruitment. But Holmes and Williams are are pretty much locks in uh, in my opinion to get an offer. All right, 
Well, it sounds like it was productive. Clearly, good news came out of it, and we had a great day as an Arizona basketball fan. Yay. Word up. There awesome we go. boy. Hopefully, we keep the momentum going. Yeah, Tommy yeah. keeps playing pickleball and recruiting at the same time. Amazing. So It's going to be a busy May, I have a feeling. Busy May. There's I've a got of... a feeling. Tonight's going to be a good night. Um, and then, just so everyone's aware, we are traveling the second week of June, which means some big commit will happen when we're like probably on a plane. 100%. Which has happened before. Yes. Look, so, again, I always like to brag that I once broke a commitment in the Vatican. Once you've done that, that the, rest, happened too. the rest is child's play. Look over, Jason's on the phone. I'm like, uh, hello, we're in the Vatican. We're not on our phones. He's like, yeah, we just got to commit. I got to take care of this. So it's Gang shit. You know, go to Rome. Break some stories. When in Rome or some break commitment. Okay. Good night. Thanks for joining us. Or not good night. Hello. They're down. That's actually an underrated song. I, Jason, come on. There's nothing even in the cup anymore. Okay, this gig, this bit is not funny. Okay, chill, baby. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.